For all you lovers of the Beehive State, welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast, where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, WaziTech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. Hello, this is Claudia Torres, and you're listening to the Utah Fan Club podcast, and I am the fan club foodie. Hello, Claudia, and my name's Steph, and I'm the ambassador. And today we are interviewing Benjamin Allen. He's the owner of Class Ropes Course down in Provo. So it's representing Utah County down there. And we're going to just talk to Benjamin a little bit about one of my favorite events, the Haunted River Cruise. (laughs) So, but before we dive into that, um, Benjamin, can you tell us a little bit about how Class Ropes Course came about? Sure. Well, I uh, worked at a scout camp up in Idaho, Island Park Scout Camp, like 35 years ago. And I built a rope course there at the scout camp. And then when I came down to BYU, they found out that I had built a scout uh, ropes course. So they asked me to build the one up at Aspen Grove Family Camp. Then started working at Provo Canyon School as a recreation therapist. Worked there for five years and built other ropes courses. And my wife and I finally decided that we wanted to have our own ropes course that we could have, you know, youth groups and families and any type of group gain the benefits from a ropes course experience. So we started class ropes course 25 years ago this year. Whoa. And uh, we bought about three and a half acres along the lower Provo River, lived in a little cabin that was there. It was built in the 1880s. We lived there for a couple of years, and then we finally built a new house and and that's where we live now and have raised our eight children here at the ropes course. And so it's been a lot of blessings over the years. Well, and no better place to raise your family than there on all these acres with this cool ropes course and this river. Yeah, plenty of space to explore and lots of responsibilities. They've learned how to work and how to interact with people. It's been a great place to raise a big family. Right. You it's it looks like it's spelled C A C L A S. Is that an acronym and what does it stand for? And that did that come about because of your um schooling background? It it stands for challenging leadership adventure systems. But we've shortened it to just the class ropes course because we always thought that uh you know it would be a classy place to come and do a lot of uh great activities so yeah Steph was telling me about it and it just it sounds so amazing yeah it's exciting what does the class ropes course offer so we have uh, thousands of people that come every year we have youth conference groups family reunions dating groups birthday parties sports teams corporate groups therapy groups just any kind of group you can think of, they have a lot of fun and learn a lot as they go through these different activities. So we build a lot of ropes courses. We've built over 100 ropes courses around the country, and we we inspect about 70 or 80 courses each year, and we train hundreds of people on how to use 
air ropes courses. We uh, have portable activities like portable climbing walls and portable ropes courses. And we have canoe rentals. We're right along the lower Provo River. And we do the Christmas and Halloween cruise as well. As you were talking about all these ropes courses, I was thinking about when I was a teenager, I went with a youth group to this ropes course in Ephraim. And I yeah. remember they had like this eagle's nest thing that you had to climb up and then you were on the top and you had to jump. And I was so terrified, but that everyone was so supportive. And I just remember feeling so like bonded to that group afterwards. And I think that that probably is so cool to see these people that get nervous like that or whatever and and that they're able to overcome their fears and have the support. Yeah, it can be a life-changing experience for some of the people that come here as they do things that at first they thought were impossible. And then because they actually accomplish the impossible things here at the ropes course, they can take that back into their family or their church group or whatever group it is and do impossible things as groups or as individuals. So I just know you guys for the Haunted River Cruise, so it's cool to see all these other things that you do. But when did the, the River Cruise come about? Like, what was the history with that? Well, when we first bought this land 25 years ago, then some kids from our previous area where we lived they came out here and saw all these big trees, and it was so dark and scary. They said, let's do a a uh, a spook alley. And so for three years, we did the traditional spook alley, you know, where you drop spaghetti on people and start up chainsaws and things like that. And my wife kept saying, you've got to do, you got to figure out something more uplifting than a spook alley. Here you have all these great family activities, and then you do a spook alley? And I said, well, what would you rather have us do? She said, well, how about we do a Christmas light show through the trees here, and we pull little wagons with a tractor, and people can see the Christmas lights. And so that started uh, us brainstorming, and we thought, well, that's a great idea, but what about the river? We've got this beautiful section of the lower Provo River here. What if we put lights along the river and did a boat ride? It would be more unique than a tractor ride. And so we started the Christmas cruise 23 years ago. This will be our 23rd annual Christmas cruise coming up this, this uh, December. Cool. And so we put up, we put up thousands of Christmas lights and we, have Christmas scenes along the river to look at, Christmas music on the boat, and Santa comes along in a canoe to visit everyone. Even and Santa? Yeah. After two or three years, we got so many people coming <clears throat> that we thought we'd better buy a professional boat instead of this little pontoon boat that we had at the time. And so, because we could only take about 12 people at a time on that pontoon boat. And so... We went ahead and bought a professional excursion boat, just like the ones they have in San Antonio on the Riverwalk, mm -hmm. and they can they can hold 40 people on each boat. We, we bought two of them, and since we had spent so much money on these boats, we decided we better do something more than just the Christmas cruise, and so that's when we started the Halloween cruise, and with the Halloween cruise, we have over a hundred jack-o'-lanterns lit up along the river, a 
captain tells a scary story. A pirate attacks the ship and hands out candy. And so it's fun for all ages. And it became so popular now that we have more people that come to the Halloween cruise than the Christmas cruise. And one of the reasons is because it's a lot warmer in yeah, October. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> there's too many wimps that don't want to come out in December. <laughs> hey, I don't know about wimps, but it is a little cold. It's crazy. <laughs> I always tell people when they think that it's going to be cold, I say, don't you remember when you were a kid and went on a hayride? Well, this is just like a hayride, but it's a boat ride. <laughs> and if you could do that when you were young and do a, a hayride, then you can do a boat ride. You can bundle up and it'll just be a lot of fun. Hmm. That's a good perspective. Yeah, so. for sure. So I like how you said that you had your the support of your wife and that she gave, she gives you ideas and then you both start thinking and it just becomes a big family creative um, experience. Um, do you also have the same support from your um from like the city and the people around you and what obstacles have you had throughout the years building this amazing dream that you have? Well, um, the family has always helped out a lot. Um, my, some of my kids have painted the, the scenes, the Christmas scenes that you can look at as you go along. They help put up lights. And, uh, so we've just had a lot of support from our family and from, our staff members in the community and um, some of the obstacles that we've faced. Um, there's been about seven or eight days in the last 23 years that the river has frozen over. And so then, so then you can't get the boat up and down the river. And there was one year, especially where there were three or four days in a row where the river froze over and I wanted to keep it open for our customers because some people come from Salt Lake or Ogden or Tooele and, and they come a long ways and I didn't want them to have to miss out. So I went out on the river every two or three hours and just pulled the boat up and down the river and broke through the ice. Sometimes it'd be a half inch thick as we, as I would break through, but we were able to keep it open even though it was just the width of the boat and anywhere along the route, you could actually step out of the boat and walk to shore because it was three or four inches thick. But we kept it open and, and the cus customers that came really enjoyed it. That's dedication, but also when you said that people don't come out because it's really cold, when there's <laughs> ice out on the river, <laughs> that is pretty cold. <laughs> so that's cool yeah. that you still had people come. Yeah, some people, it's been an annual tradition where they have come for many years with their family and they'll bring hot chocolate or they'll buy the hot chocolate that we sell and just have a lot of fun with it. Well, and that's how it started out with me as a tradition. So I think we heard of it because you guys always do things on KSL deals or whatever. And so yeah. we just did a big group date. And I think the first time we did it, it was like 20 people coming down from Salt Lake. And then I had some siblings that were going to BYU at the time. So we would do like donuts and hot chocolate at their apartment. And then over the years, we moved our little celebration afterwards to Krispy Kreme. So last year was the first year that I didn't go. I don't know what happened. I just didn't have the opportunity to go. And it didn't feel like Halloween because I didn't go on my haunted river <laughs> crew. So I'm looking forward to it this year. Good. Do you change things yearly, every four years? What What is your 
what does it look like? We we buy different uh, Halloween uh, decorations, and each year we'll go out at the end of the Halloween season and buy stuff that's on sale for the next year. Awesome. And so each year we have things that are a little bit different from the year before. Nice. Um, I kind of want to go back to this obstacles question that we talked about earlier where you had to like get through to the river and stuff. Um, um, what yeah, kind so, of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, another obstacle that we face is a lot of people don't know about this section of the river because when you think of the Provo River, a lot of people think of <clears throat> as it's coming down through the canyon. And so when I tell them that we're on the lower end of the river out by Utah Lake, then they're always like, now where is it? And and we've had people call us like these old timers. <laughs> They'll say, there's no place on the Provo River you can put a boat that seats 40 people. <laughs> and I say, well, you'll just have to come because I wouldn't do all this advertising if we really didn't have a place that would, that would work. And so... Yeah, just getting people aware of what we do and and so forth is the hardest obstacle that we have. Yeah. What would you say to those people who want to fulfill a dream as big or as amazing as yours is um, when it comes to facing all obstacles and just getting people to, to believe in you the way that you believe in what you're doing? Believe that what you have is going to work and 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 that's the the thing that has helped us the most is that we have a product that pretty much sells itself. We don't have to do a lot of advertising because word of mouth, then it just spreads and people come and they say, my aunt told me or my friend or somebody. And so we wanted to come and try it out ourselves. And so if you can have that type of a product that will sell itself, then it sure helps a lot with marketing and everything else. Well, and it sounds like this has become a part of your, your family's traditions, you know, like how you said that everyone in the family like helps out putting, painting the scenes and putting things out there. And, and so that's probably been cool to be able to do it together as a family. Yep. And we have, um, a problem coming up here in the next year or two because there's the June sucker recovery effort. It's basically, if you've heard of the June sucker, it's a endangered species. And uh, because it's on the endangered species list, then they have all kinds of money to go in and, and uh, try and help it survive, especially if it will help other areas. So the, the water situation, for example, in Utah, then because of the June sucker, they're able to get more water for this area coming down the river and so forth. So they decided to dam off the river and send the water out through the farmer's field to the north. And so then there won't be much water coming down this old section of the river anymore. They're trying to make a delta that they say will help the June sucker. And uh, so once there's that small amount of water coming down this old section, then the river will freeze over every night instead of just once in a while. Because the reason it didn't freeze over 
for our Christmas cruise is because of the flow that comes down, mm. then that keeps it from freezing most of the time unless it gets down into the teens or single digits. So what you're saying is take advantage of it now. Yeah, at least with the Christmas cruise. We'll, we'll probably still be able to run the Halloween cruise, but this may be our last year with the Christmas cruise, depending on if they dam it off and send it uh, through that delta by next December. And so it's kind of sad for our family because it has been 23 years that we've been doing it and sad for a lot of people that have made it an annual tradition. But um, hopefully we'll still be able to do the Halloween cruise. Well, and that just makes me and Claudia, we just <laughs> want to bundle up and we will be there for the Halloween <laughs> the cruise this year one. and the Christmas cruise. Yeah. But do you think this kind of opens it up to other activities, like a, a Valentine's one or oh, yeah. Yeah. June, something? I don't know. Yeah, we've thought of a Valentine's one for many years. We've considered it, but it's still so cold at Valentine's. And it it uh, that holiday seems to be just a two-day, one-day event, oh, yeah. whereas Christmas and Halloween can go on for weeks, it seems like. And so I don't think it would be as big of a a hit. And there's so much setup time and takedown time trying to get these cruises ready, whether it's the Halloween or the Christmas cruise, putting up all those lights and everything. Then, uh, then it makes you wonder if you want to do another one anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have a question with the Halloween cruise. I mean, there are some pumpkins that look like they, they aren't real, but then there's some pumpkins that look real. Do you guys carve those all? or? Yeah, so we have some pumpkins that are made of uh, foam type of stuff. And so we do some real intricate carvings in those because they can last from year to year. And then we have, uh, you know maybe 70 or 80 other real pumpkins that are out there along the river every year as well. But the hard thing is those real pumpkins only last for about a week and then they just kind of turn to mush. And so, so we go through hundreds and hundreds of pumpkins every year and our staff get tired of carving. And so sometimes we'll have like a youth, group that will want to do a service project and so or maybe get half price on the Halloween cruise and so they'll come maybe early and carve some pumpkins and then they'll go out on the Halloween cruise as a youth group and so then we can get some extra pumpkins carved without having to do them all ourselves. So if you like carving pumpkins, (laughs) there's... Is there a website for volunteer opportunities? What what does that look like? No, we we haven't really put it on our website, but they're welcome to just give us a call at our phone number, which is 801-373-8897. Okay. And we've even had families that will just want to have a fun family activity, maybe on a Monday night or something, and come and carve some pumpkins for us and then do Halloween cruise, so... A lot of different opportunities. That's nice for you guys because then you don't have to keep on carving away. Yep. Yep. Are there are there any experiences that you just just 
have always stuck with you like let's let like the river one where you it was freezing and you just kept on going um so that you can keep the the flow of it are there any memorable things like that quite a few little stories so one time there was a lady who was on the halloween cruise and it's a beautiful time to go up and down the river even if there was no halloween uh decorations to look at because of all of the leaves turn colors and it's just so beautiful in the fall to see those leaves and and sometimes there's so many leaves that will fall into the river that it looks like you could almost walk across the river. There's so many. And so one night there was a lady who asked if she could talk to me after the cruise. And I said, hold on just a minute. I'm helping everybody get off the boat and then I'll, I'll be able to talk to you. So she stood there on the dock. And the next thing I know, I hear a splash behind me and I turn around and all I see is a hand sticking up out of the leaves. <laughs> so, so I reached down and pulled her out. She said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to ruin your cruise. And, and I said, no, you didn't ruin it at all. The people loved it. <laughs> they, the, the people were laughing so hard. They were trying not to laugh, but oh, they bet. weren't doing a very good job of it. <laughs> and she must have thought that that was just dirt because there were so many leaves and stepped off and just went right under. <laughs> oh. That's one of those moments where you're like, I hope no one saw that. But then, of course, everyone did. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like you are doing, like, you are just making memories and people are just loving it. And so why, why do you do this? Like, what do you, what is your legacy? Like, what do you want to leave behind? Well, my wife had that vision, basically, that this is a place for families. So why are you doing a spook alley? You know, do something that goes more along the lines of what we want to do for society, help families to become stronger and have those memorable experiences. And so that's what I like about these experiences is that it brings families together. Like Claudia was saying, you're creating these memories for these families and and how fulfilling. Yeah. And it can even be, at least with the Christmas cruise, not with, not with the Halloween cruise, but with the Christmas cruise, it can even be a spiritual experience. For example, at the end of the cruise, well, at the far end of the river, then the very last thing you see before we turn around and come back to the docks is a huge uh, Christus that has been painted and, and put right there along the side of the river with lights on it. And so you come around that last tree and that and that Christus is right there. And sometimes you see tears as people experience that. And one year we had a lady in, I believe it was April or May, she calls me up and says, um, this is kind of a strange request, but I came to your Christmas cruise last winter and saw that Christus. And, and the guy next to me saw a tear running down my eye. And he said, you really love him, don't you? And she said, yes, I do. And she said, I've got uh, a little spiritual hike where we're going up into the trees, and I want to put that Christmas up in the trees. Do you mind if I borrow it for for a day or two? And I said, sure, as long as you don't damage him in any way, then you're welcome to borrow him. And so it's been up to girls' camp, 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I like, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever thought of going on the Christmas cruise because it is flipping cold. But yeah. now hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely will be going. Yeah, it'll be fun to go this year. About how many people do you, can you say that you've had on your cruises a year? Well, with the uh, Halloween cruise, I think the most we've had is about 7,000 people. And with the Christmas cruise, maybe about 4,000 people. Man, that's great numbers. So on November 1st, are you guys just like pooped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're ready to be done. But then, but then we ha- immediately have to start taking down all of the Halloween stuff and start putting up Christmas lights. So we, we stay busy. I bet. So really, January 1st, that's when you guys <laughs> done with the <laughs> That's right. We we actually finished the Christmas cruise on uh, the 23rd because I don't like to ask my staff to stay and help on the 24th or the 25th. Oh, yeah. And so we give them all those days off. So we're just open on the Christmas cruise from the 1st to the 23rd every night except for Sundays. Love it. And this year, guys, it might be the last Christmas cruise, so make sure to go. Yeah. Um, Have you ever had any celebrities on board? Um, I'm sure we have. I can't think of any at the moment, but we have had a lot of people get engaged, especially especially on the Christmas cruise. And so then because they got engaged on the Christmas cruise, then they always come back every year to celebrate their engagements and remember what it was like. And so (laughs) we always try and, um, you know, when they tell us we got engaged here or whatever, then we try and tell the people on the boat to congratulate them or whatever. So that's always been fun. That is special. Yeah. Yeah. You can't not do the Christmas cruise anymore. Um, do you have any tips on like how to prepare to go, what to wear, what to eat before, where to eat? Like just any tips, especially like for me. I'm not from Utah. Yeah, so I tell them to make sure they're dressed warm because especially these teenagers think they can just come out in the winter and and wear their shorts or whatever. And if they're cold, they're not going to enjoy it. But if they're warm, they're going to have a lot of fun. And so if they bring a blanket, for example, and just wrap up in the blanket, then their legs are warm. It just keeps all of their body warm if they're wrapped up in a blanket. So that's the biggest thing is to just be be prepared for the weather. Okay. What about any dating tips like... How can a guy get a girl excited to go on this date? How can he get her excited about what you guys do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, girls are always interested in the romantic part of things, right? And so that, that both the Halloween cruise and the Christmas cruise, then it's one of the best dates you can go on. And sometimes we'll have like a scout troop that will come or... 14, 15, 16-year-old boys, if they're just there by themselves, they think it might be kind of corny because they want to be scared like the spook alleys. And, and so if they if they're, if that's what they're expecting, then they're going to be disappointed. But those same kids, if they come with a date, then it's completely different. 
they're they they love it then because you can snuggle up. <laughs> That's and... right. The dating thing they love coming as dates, both to both the Halloween and the Christmas cruise. Is this something you take your wife on dates to, or do you do other activities with her? <laughs> <laughs> no, we try and go on at least once every year. And you know, when we first started the the Christmas cruise, then. All I had was that old pontoon boat, and I didn't want to use a motor because it would smell like gas, and it would ruin the atmosphere with the noise, and I wanted to just be a peaceful experience that people could enjoy. And so what I did at that time, the only thing I could think of was to build a paddle wheel on the back on each side, and it was powered by a bicycle system. So I'd sit at the back and pedal, and it would make these wheels go round and round. And so then we'd go up and down the river really slowly. And one year, uh, after the Christmas cruise was over, then my wife and I were both out doing the cruise, and we were filming it. We had the music going and everything. And it had rained or snowed the night before, and everything was soaked. And the wood, the screws must have been in the wood and it was weak and so I'm pedaling and all of a sudden my seat breaks off and I fall out the back <laughs> into the river oh. and there's ice floating past me and it was oh, so man. cold my wife looks around where did he go couldn't find me <laughs> but um it's romantic <laughs> yeah titanic <laughs> but um since then we have decided there's got to be something better you know I I kept thinking about it for for weeks after the cruise and one night I woke up in the middle of the night and this thought came to me to put a rope down the river down the middle of the river and to just pull the boat and at first I thought no that's not going to work but we tried it that next year and it worked so good that we've been doing it pretty much like that ever since so instead of a motor then we the captain just grabs a hold of the rope and pulls that boat up and down the river and you go about a quarter mile one direction and then a quarter mile the other direction until you get back to the docks. And so total, they're out there about a half a, about a half a mile and it takes about 20 to 25 minutes. So we have a ride that leaves every 30 minutes. Well, and that was another question that I was going to ask you. Do like the captain, does his arms get tired? Moving that rope, or because that's a, that's thirty people in a boat that you're moving down the river. It's not as hard as you would think. Definitely, that first day or two, you might feel it a little bit if you haven't been using those muscles. But by the end of <laughs> by by the end of that cruise, uh, by the end of the month, then you're not feeling it much at all. It's not not too hard. And then their muscles are bulging. Yeah. And people are like, have you been at the gym? They're like, nope, just the captain of a ship. <laughs> yeah. So any advice for your um, people who just want to keep with their dreams and maybe start a, a ropes course like you did? I would discourage them from doing a ropes course. <laughs> just because that would be competition yeah, for me. But uh, <laughs> any other business, yeah, go out there and, and work hard. Um, it's not all fun and games. You know, people see my business now and they think, oh, this is so cool. This is so perfect. I wish that I could do this or whatever. 
but um, they don't know all the last 25 years, all the hard work and blood and sweat and tears that have gone into this place. As a business owner, I probably work 70 or 80 hours a week when we're busy, maybe not in January and February, but, you know, the rest of the year. I work a lot more hours than any other uh, job that could be out there or that most people have. And and yet, even though I work a lot of hours, I think it's very rewarding to have your own business and to be your own boss and to see other people, especially in this business, to see them learn and grow and have those life-changing experiences. All right. So someone who is still new to Utah, what are your prices? Because I have to go. And would you say, you know, like when I'm buying a plane ticket, I have to buy it like three years in advance. Would you say there's a, a good advance? Um, like do you have sale? to buy it next year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The normal price for the Halloween or the Christmas cruise is $8 a person. And if you have a big group, like a, a youth group or company party or something that wants to come, then just call us and we can give you a better rate to where it's down to like $5 a person or whatever. And um, we do have a, a deal that we usually run with KSL, KSL deals, and there's a limited amount that we offer. So when you see it, then get it. But those KSL deals, like whenever I see them on there, I always would message like my roommates and be like, guys, we need to get these now because it's true. If you wait a couple days, they aren't there. So, and I mean, it's, I feel like it's reasonably priced $8 a person, but to be able to do activity for $5 a person, and then if you're bringing a date, it's only 10 bucks. that is an awesome date idea. Yeah, Benjamin, it has been a great pleasure talking to you and learning about your um, experience and your adventures. Yeah, I can't wait to go to your cruise. Well, thanks for having me on your show. Sure appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, Utah, and make sure to head over to Class Ropes Course down in Utah County and go check out the Haunted River Cruise. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Tech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H dot com. If you love the beehive state we're here to tell you why it is great from lake powell up to bear lake our scenery just can't fake our number of counties is 29 all with plenty of places you can dine this western state is quite the hub to learn more join with us at the utah fan club Mm -hmm.